Yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Facts versus Rhetoric. You know, when I picked this song to play as the intro, I completely forgot about the time when I was a kid. We lived across the street from the public library, and my friend and I were in my room, and my window looked directly across the library parking lot, and he had the genius idea of putting a speaker in the window blaring this song and we pulled my shade down and we drew a big middle finger and put it up in the window right so our genius plan was we would wait for someone to get out of their car and walk into the library we'd play the song really loud they would look up at the window and they would see the middle finger this was hysterical to us and the best part of this whole story, because it's fucking stupid, but the best part of the story is a few days later, I opened the door for the mailman and he's like, I enjoyed your song and your sign. <laughs> uh, I don't know how I made it out alive. Anyway, welcome back everyone to another episode of Facts versus Rhetoric. Thank you very much for joining us today. The more I drill down into the issues that affect our life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, I'm starting to realize the core, one of the core issues we have in this country is that we continue to choose free over freedom. And politically, it's a no-brainer. You know, politically speaking, offering free shit to get votes is what everyone does nowadays. And unfortunately, the people aren't putting two and two together. They aren't getting the promised free shit, and worst of all, it's costing them money and they're losing their freedoms by voting that way. And I'll give you an example to hopefully help identify the politicians' real motives behind their campaign promises. Right? How about student loans? Right? Always popular topic every election cycle. Why are student loans brought up every single election cycle? And I'm going to guess... There's a lot of potential voters that owe money on student loans. Oh, look at that. My suspicions are correct. 43 million borrowers make up $1.6 trillion in student debt. 92% of that $1.6 trillion of debt is federal debt. 43 million borrowers equals 43 million potential voters who would potentially trade their vote for the promise of free shit. And in our glorious two-party system, the elections are always close, right? And it's those swing states and independent voters that are the most sought-after demographic to potentially sway an election. You may be saying, Nick, that's a good use of government money to help those students out. You know, they're saddled with all that debt. They can't afford to buy a house. You know, that's the American dream to buy a house. And my reply to you would be, well, if you are so passionate about helping people who took out a loan they can't afford, then you make some of their payments for them. Then you start a GoFundMe for them, right? You solve their problem. As for me, if someone with a student loan had the balls to ask me for help or ask me to vote for someone who would use taxpayer money to help pay their loan, here's how that conversation may go. Excuse me, sir, would you please sign my petition to help cancel student debt? Oh, how much do you owe? $60,000. Wow. What did you study? Art history. Oh, nice. 
That ranked number eight in the most popular college majors. And in 2018 and 19, 87,000 bachelor degrees were handed out in the visual and performing arts. Are you an artist? Nope. Do you love art? Well, it's all right, I guess. Why did you choose that for your major then? Well, my guidance counselor said that undergraduate art courses build creative, collaborative, and time management skills. She said I can expect to spend a lot of time working in studios and labs. Some art programs focus on theory and practice, whereas others delve more into the areas related to administration and design. Hmm, has it been tough finding a job? Oh, no, no, I, I work at Starbucks and I drive an Uber on the weekends. Yeah, everyone's hiring nowadays. No, no, sorry. I, I meant, was it hard to find a job in your field of study? Oh, yeah. Huh. There wasn't one job ad for art history on Craigslist. Well, that sucks. Yeah, it's not surprising, though. There's only a projected 4% growth rate in my field, and, and the medium annual salary is $49,000. Well, it's, it's surprising how popular that degree is, right? Giving the earning potential is somewhat lower for artists and for workers in a less creative field. And it feels like that financial burden of an art degree is often viewed as a primary drawback. Oh, tell me about it. My student loan payment's $500 a month. I can't even afford rent, so I still live at home. Jeez, I'm sorry to hear that. Would you like to sign my petition? Well, let me get this straight. You took out a $60,000 loan to study art history, which you chose because it sounded like it was going to be easy. However, you can't find a job in the field in which you took out the loan... And it sounds like you've given up on even trying. Would you agree that trying to take the easy way out is what ended you up here in the first place? And instead of learning that lesson, you're going to double down and try to make the same mistake twice? Jeez, what do you mean? Well, you took out a loan. You should be responsible for paying it back. Well, <laughs> sir, I'm not asking you to pay for it. I just, I just want a signature to help convince a politician to forgive it. Oh, okay. So you think the taxpayers should pay for your education that you chose to get, even though there isn't a big job market for your degree and the medium income can't even cover your $500 a month loan payment. <laughs> they're they're going to cancel it. Do you even know what that means? Eh, Jesus. If they forgive the loan, they take you off the hook and put the taxpayer on the hook. Because the federal government will pay the college the money that you owe with taxpayer money because they guaranteed the loan. Do you think a bank would lend an 18-year-old kid with no job $60,000? Well, geez, I guess not. Okay, are you starting to connect the dots on why college is so expensive now? Because the government guarantees the student loan. Now the colleges can charge way more money. And that's why your degree costs 10 times as much as it used to. Oh, it's fucking government. Now you're getting it. My work here is done. Own your shit and have a great day. Bye. People, we need to stop choosing free over freedom. And what does freedom look like in relation to student loans? Well, take the government out of the picture. What would happen? Federally guaranteed student loans go away. So no bank will lend an unemployed kid $60,000 for a degree in lesbian dance theory. Furthermore, no kid will save up $60,000 to spend on that lesbian dance theory degree. So if a college wants students, i.e. customers, their product needs to be affordable. 
That's free market capitalism, baby. That's the freedom I'm talking about. To choose to make a voluntary exchange with a college where both parties benefit. Not one party benefits and one party is saddled with debt for the rest of their life. That's why we must choose freedom over free. It's impossible to sell politically, which almost by definition makes it the right thing to do. The political solution is always the easy solution. It's not the right solution. Because if the right solution involves sacrifice or hardship or fucking responsibility or any of the things that are, are not even on anyone's radar today, who's voting for that? Are you going to vote for the guy that promises you free shit or the guy that's honest with you that tells you, hey, suck it up, buttercup. The government isn't here to provide you a shit. The, the government is here to protect you from foreign invasion. That's all I want from my government, right? Read the Constitution. If it's not in the Constitution, they can't do it. Is there a, is there a section of the Constitution where it says we're going to provide fucking free college or guarantee student loans? Again, I know we've been doing this shit for so long and now everyone's accustomed to free shit, but we have to identify that, that we're on an unsustainable path. That is behind all of our fucking misery that everyone is feeling right now. I know it's a lost art being responsible for your own actions, but now more than ever, it's our ticket out of this mess. We need to start doing the hard work. And it starts with coming to the realization that no one is coming to save us. Is another country going to send us financial and humanitarian aid? <laughs> right? Have you noticed every country is in the same boat? Because every country is participating in the same dangerous, unsustainable bullshit we are? And sidebar, are there any countries left that we haven't pissed off or bullied into doing shit for us or, you know, occupied or have a fucking military base there? Do we have any allies left that would help us? Probably not. But even if we did, they, they're in the same boat. They don't even have the resources to help us with. If our government is allowed to continue on its current trajectory, our money will be worthless. If we were any other country, it would already be. The only reason we keep getting away with the money printing and deficit spending is because the dollar is the world reserve currency. Right? Without that we'd suffer the same fate as every other country who went down this road of deficit spending and money printing. And do you know how we became the world reserve currency? Because we convinced OPEC and all the oil producing nations to price the oil in US dollars. That's where the term petrodollar comes from. So in exchange for that, that's why we give them arms and we look the other way when they commit atrocities and genocides and, and they're allowed to get away with fucking everything. That's the trade-off we made. That's why we'll always be on our hands and knees begging for shit to Saudi Arabia. It has to do with the world reserve currency. Because if we didn't have the world reserve currency, we would suffer the same inflationary fate that other countries have. Like some of these ones. These are 2021 inflation rates. How about Venezuela? 1,588% inflation in 2021. Nice. Sudan, 
359% inflation in 2021. Zimbabwe, 98% inflation in 2021. Argentina, 48% inflation in 2021. So that 8% doesn't look so bad now, does it? Everything has a cost. And it is up to us to be able to see that and demand smaller government, no deficit spending, no more foreign aid being thrown around like it's a fucking Oprah episode. Let's make our bed before we go tell the whole world how to live their lives. Maybe we stop giving the government money just to light on fire. Stop trading your freedoms and liberties for your perceived, in air quotes, because you can't see it, your perceived safety. Safety from what? Fucking germs, terrorism, racism, homophobia, transphobia? Fucking insert social justice cause here. Stop trading your freedoms for safety from the boogeyman. We are currently choosing the free option. So I ask you, look around and assess how it's going. Do you have choices or do you have mandates? Are you fighting for your medical freedom or is it given to you? Is your quality of life getting better or worse? Is the value of your money going up or is it going down? It is okay to use your eyeball test. Take a look out into the landscape. Compare with what you're being told with object reality to find out if it's true. Because if you watch the news or you watch the propaganda, everything's fine. It's fucking Putin's fault. If we just get rid of him, we'll be fine. If we just get rid of the ultra MAGA fucking conservative Republican racist white supremacist piece of shit, science denying people, we'll be fine. For the first time in our country's history, we have political prisoners. Can you guys just wrap your head around that for a quick second? We have people being persecuted, put in jail for their beliefs, not even their actions. And I don't give a shit if you don't agree with their policies and you think they are the problem. Whatever that is, that is going on in the United States of America, a country founded on the antithesis of that, on the bedrock of freedom, liberty, choice, free speech, UBU, we'll keep the government small and keep it out of your way. I don't care if you think January 6th was a big deal or not, but you have people that are still in prison because of it. And you know what the, the prosecution is? You know what their case is? It's showing their tweets. It's showing their political leanings. It's showing, it's showing their political ideology as an indictment against the person. It's not their actions. It's what they believe and what they think. That's going on in our country today. So... I'll say it one last time before I go. Choose freedom over free and live a life that, yes, it may be hard at times, but at least it's yours.
hold my hands and break the rain. I got a head full of ideas that are driving me insane. This is a shame. The way she makes me scrub the floor. 